Welcome to the Impact Church Aurora podcast. We pray that this week's message encourages you, engages you, and equips you to make an impact in the world around you. Now, get ready to receive the Word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. This is how I fight my battles. Hallelujah. Ain't God good? Ain't his presence just, ah, you know, goes without saying sometimes, right? Quieting us with his love, Zephaniah 317. Uh, scripture laid on my heart, if you can pull it up, Jaden. Exodus 14 and 14. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. NLT says, just stay calm. <laughs> I like, you know, those keep calm shirts. This is like that, keep calm, the Lord will fight for you. <laughs> I'd rather him fight for me than me trying to sweat something out, amen? Because he fights. See, when you fight for something, anybody ever get into a fight? If you fight for something, what's really pushing you is what's on the inside of you for the cause you're fighting for. His love that fights for us. My God, isn't that good? You don't just fight for something, but when you do, there's something. Sometimes it's anger, indignation. Woo! But when he fights for us, it's his love that rages on the inside saying, that's my baby, that's my child. You bet not touch him you better not touch her hallelujah give God some praise in this place today amen hallelujah glory to God and while you're at it please give a round of applause to the praise and worship team setting such a powerful atmosphere today it is my honor and privilege to speak with you all today what the Lord has laid on my heart hallelujah thank you Jesus but there's a word that God gave me this week. He spoke to me in my alone time, but he said, I want you to share that on Sunday as well. And it's something really simple, but I believe it's for somebody specific today. God is saying, I am no less with you now than the time you felt me closest to you. He said, I am no less with you now than the time you felt me closest to you. Hallelujah. Sometimes our performance or lack of performance, we start to reconsider how we feel that God feels toward us. But he's saying to us, I am no less with you now than the time you felt me closest to you. Ain't that good? Hallelujah. He's faithful. He's faithful. I'd like to pray before I even get started today. If you can join me. Father, I just say thank you. If you can, just please stand to your feet as we just come before the throne together. Father, we, we just say thank you in advance that you speak today. Hallelujah. People are not coming here to hear a man speak. But they come here to hear you speak. For there's only one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. 
So, Father, I thank you that you are speaking today. Your spirit flows without restriction today. Oh, God, I thank you that the anointing that destroys the yoke is spoken today. Burden removes today. Hallelujah, Father. This is your time. This is your place. This is your house. These are your people. So we thank you in the name of Jesus that uh, we cannot walk out here the same because when you show up, everything changes. So, Father, we thank you that this is your day. This is your time. Holy Spirit, your will be done today. In Jesus' mighty, holy name, we thank you. And we have the privilege to say yes and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Please be seated. Glory to God. Thank you so much, Miss Carla, for setting the atmosphere today. Uh, she just is such a blessing. Please give her a round of applause. Very, very anointed and led by the Spirit of God. I want to honor the pastors of the house today, Pastor Jamin and Pastor Olga. Please give them a round of applause. Uh, I'm just honored today to, to minister. We have such, uh, I mean, intentional pastors they got kids. Pastor Jamin, he obviously, uh, he said before that he uh, works at the, does one class at ACS, and, uh, but they still just prioritize kingdom and, and, and make sure that their hearts are right before you guys to give you the word of the Lord. So thank God for our pastors. Amen. Give them one more round of applause, please. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you all today. I also want to honor my mom and pops who are on the front row. They're a good-looking couple right there. Been together for how many years now? 32? 32 some odd, 34 years, y'all. So they're just such a blessing to me. Uh, people who are on Facebook today, receive it as if you are here because you are here with us in spirit. I am so grateful that you are here in spirit with us, watching wherever you are in the world. Oh, receive the word of the Lord today. Amen. Amen. Uh, we, we just celebrate you guys on Facebook as well. I have two children. One uh, daughter named Azaria, another a son named Sovereign, and uh, she's two. He's 10 months, and oh, it's such an honor and a blessing being a father. And it could be challenging, but it's like great challenges. It's just a blessing being a father. Amen. Can my fathers attest to that? It's such a blessing. Amen. And my lovely, lovely wife, please stand up and show everybody your beautiful self. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God answers prayer. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Without further ado, we're talking about faith. We're, talking, we're, we're starting a faith series. Hallelujah. Faith, faith, faith. Woo. And today I'm just excited about it because God is good. Amen. And, um, you know, faith is such an important aspect, fundamental, elemental to who we are as believers. Amen. And we're going to dive deep in today. This is, we're starting faith master classes. You know what I'm saying? This is something that's going to be very powerful and, and it's going to touch your heart today. It's going to change you today. It's going to bless you and empower you today. You're not going to walk out here the same today because God's word is real. God's word is powerful. It's changing. It's sharper than any two sword. It cuts between the soul and the spirit, the bone and the marrow, the intents of the heart. Today, it's impossible for you to walk out the same because God's words will change your life forever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're going to start this thing off with six reasons for the importance of faith. Okay. You're not going to look at faith the same, I'm telling you. Please put it up on there. This, first, we're going to start with six reasons. And the first reason is, by grace, 
we are saved through faith right then and there the foundation of our salvation is through faith Ephesians 2 8 says for by grace are you saved through faith and not that of yourselves it is the gift of God hallelujah and that powerful our salvation whoa that's deep enough we can just whoo number two the just shall live by faith it doesn't say try by faith it doesn't say strive by faith but to live by faith living is just not being alive we understand that right living is that thriving it's that abundant powerful life this is by way of means we are to achieve that to accomplish that to receive that romans 117 for therein is the righteousness of god revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall come on live by faith not just have faith but live by faith number three hallelujah we fight the good fight of faith this is what we all are in today together it didn't say the fight of peace or fight of relationships it didn't say the fight of restoration it's the fight of faith so we know that the enemy is after our faith that's the fight that we're in first timothy 6 12 says fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life to which you are also called and have confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses and another one ephesians 6 16 above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all how many all the fiery darts of the wicked so we're seeing that the shield of faith is what we are to use with every single thing the enemy tries to throw at us on a daily basis faith is the shield Woo, that we are to say no not today satan or ever amen <laughs> number four that this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith first john 5 4 for whatsoever is born of god overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith this is the overcoming power that we have that god has given unto us it's faith see a lot of times we confuse the word faith with hope but today you'll never look at faith the same amen because this is the power the victory that overcomes the world amen hallelujah let's go to the next slide please number five whatever is not from faith is sin that's deep <laughs> it says romans 4 23 but whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because uh, the eating is not from faith for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin look how fundamental this is to who we are as believers if it's not from faith i think we need to really dig deep and understand what faith really is so we can Ooh, you know what I'm saying walk in power today number six without faith one of my favorites it's impossible to please God anybody here want to please the father today live a life that's pleasing and a sweet aroma unto the father today hallelujah 11 uh, Hebrews eleven six. but without faith it is impossible to please him God for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him seek him i'm telling you I, I i had to learn that the hard way i um got so fascinated with the gifts of god at a season of my life and god spoke to me he said do you want my power or do you want me i'm a rewarder to those who diligently seek me not my power 
Amen. So let's just do a summary of what those six things are. By grace we are saved through faith. The just shall live by faith. We fight the good fight of faith. Our faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Whatever is not from faith is sin. And number six, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Isn't that something? So please, if you're on Facebook, take a screenshot of this stuff. If you're here, take a picture of the screen. I'm not going to get upset if I'm seeing a whole bunch of phones. But if you really want to take something today, this is some great material to have with you to go back and really live by faith. Amen. The title of the message today is The Intimate DNA of Faith. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Guys, we are going deep, all right? And I'm so, so excited about this. Give yourselves one more round of applause and we're going to break right in this thing. Hallelujah. So I want to start with the word of what faith actually means all the way from the to the genesis of faith okay we got to get to the root before we deal with the fruit amen we don't want to put a band-aid on something if the cause is somewhere else we got to fix the root before we can get to the fruit all right so the very root of the word faith okay somebody i want you to we're gonna do some call and response so i i am you now am you now say that please Emuna is the Hebrew word for faith. The reason why I say Hebrew is because the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The language that God chose to write the Old Testament in when he stepped into mankind and started to talk to people through people. Amen. This is the language that we're going to start what faith is. And the Hebrew word for faith is Emuna. But the root of Emuna is Amen. All right. And the first mention of this word, Amen. It's Genesis 15 and 6, and it's the word believed. And it says, and he believed, amen, root of emunah, in the Lord, and he counted to him for righteousness. We're talking about Abraham here, right? He believed. So that word believed, the root, amen, of emunah is believed. So we're seeing automatically that the root of faith is rooted in belief. And that's something here, huh? The next mention of it but the oldest mention job is said to be the oldest book of the bible so we're going to go to the root the oldest mention of the word amen is job 418 and this is eliphaz uh giving job some bad advice so we're not going to dive into that part but we're going to look into this word amen it says even in his servants he puts no trust and his angels he charges with error the word trust here is amen right and this word amen is the root but it's the word trust so we're seeing that faith is rooted in belief and it's rooted in trust amen so if we look at this word amen and its actual definition we're going to see here in the next slide it means to be firm to be sure to be stable nourished to sustain to support to trust to be of long continuance this is the root of the fruit of faith now what's powerful about this is amen is a verb so automatically faith is rooted in action and that's something anybody get anything already hallelujah so as we continue uh, and I'm not sure how this works with Facebook. So if you can, Jaden, make sure that we're going from live to the feed so they're not just seeing the slides the whole time, if possible. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, everybody on Facebook. So 
Praise God. The next scripture I want to give you guys today is uh, Exodus 17 and 12. And we're going to see the evolution of Amen to Amunah. Now, there are a few words in between, but we're going from the root all the way to the fruit here. And this culminated word, Amunah, that's loaded with such power, is this, word, is this scripture, Exodus 17 and 12. It says, but Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat therein, and Aaron and her stayed up his hands, the one on one side and the one on the other side. And his hands were, come on, steady until the going down of the sun. So we're seeing that Amunah, the first mention of this word faith, the root of the first mention of faith is this word steady. Right? So the actual definition of emunah, faith, means firmness, security, and faithfulness. So we're seeing that the root also has to do with this fruit. They're connected. But I see that emunah has, like of the first definition of a long continuance, it's dealing with faithfulness. It's a continual continual it's not just like a one-time thing it's a continuance you understand what i'm saying here today or what the lord is saying hallelujah so as we continue in the actual definition if you want to take a screenshot of putting these definitions together of the actual word faith emunah amen to emunah it means to be steady and secure with faithfulness to be well nourished firm and stable and that's something there now, when I'm giving you these definitions, uh, they're verifiable. What I like to do is I go into actual Hebrew dictionaries and Greek dictionaries where scholars say, hey, we nod to that. And so I like to make sure things, if you want to go back and check and see, these are actually in uh, the dictionaries of these words. Amen. So it's very, very powerful for us to be studious and still show our uh, uh, show ourselves approved, as the scriptures say, to do so. Amen. So if I put this together, it could be consistent, energized trust. This word faith, and then I put this thought together called seat, steadfast, energized, active trust. And the reason why I said seat there is because we are to remain rested while we faith in God. Right. So steadfast, energized trust say that with me steadfast energized active trust one more time steadfast energized active trust that makes sense to anybody in this place what about Facebook where you at hallelujah I heard you <laughs> praise God so as we go even deeper I want to show you guys something that's very powerful in the Hebrew letters and we're gonna have a pictograph here and if you can just see these are actual pictures but they are the original ancient letters of the Hebrew language so when you see a sentence in the Hebrew language you're seeing all these different pictures in the ancient Hebrew and it's powerful and so uh, we're going to dive deep into the word emunah and see what they all mean. Because if you look at this, each one of these pictures have a little meaning next to it. So there's meaning in the actual letters of the Hebrew language. Isn't that powerful? And we did this last time with the word glory. But now we're going to dive deep into the word faith. And we're going to see some revelation in this. Ooh, hallelujah. And it's going to be something, just something great. Hallelujah. So... In the word emunah, uh, the first letter, we go from right to left in the Hebrew language, is the word aleph. 
with the letter LF. And it represents power, strength, or leader. Hallelujah. Or God, the power, strength, leader. The next one is Mem. Somebody say Mem. <laughs> and it represents water. And in the New Testament, water represents word and spirit. Ephesians 5, 25 and 26, it says, Husbands, love your wives. Hallelujah. As Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word. So we're seeing that the word can be represent uh, can represent water in the New Testament. Now, Jesus, as we know, is the Word, and we're going to see something here uh, concerning spirit and water in John seven thirty seven to thirty nine. It says, "On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come unto me and drink.'" Hallelujah. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now, this he said about the Spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Mm. So we're seeing that the spirit also represents water. So the second letter represents water, but for us it means word and spirit. Amen. The next one we see is Vav, which which represents a hook or nail. And then the first scripture of the Bible, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth that word and that hooked and connected heaven to earth is a vav the next one is none which represents sun seed or air the re- the next one is hey can you go back to that pictograph please so what's cool about hey if you can if you zoomed up it is uh one two three four five down and it's basically a stick figure of a of a man doing this because it was like like whoa that's amazing it's behold revelation ah isn't that powerful and if you think about the word the name Yahweh hey it's within revelation of our father's name Ooh. he said look you cannot try to experience I have to reveal it's through revelation hey so if you put all that together what we're going to see in this word emunah it is the power of the word and spirit that hooks and connects heaven to earth through the sun revealed faith look at that the power this is what faith is in the hebrew that's hidden in the hebrew letters the power of the word and spirit that hooks and connects heaven to earth through the sun revealed hallelujah hallelujah ain't that something all the way in the old testament talking about jesus Mm. ain't this powerful do we all agree that this is an intimate dna of faith jesus is all up in this hallelujah do we all agree that jesus is the foundation hallelujah 1 corinthians 3 11 for other foundation can no man lay than that is then that is laid which is Jesus Christ Ephesians 2 19 and 20 uh yes and it says so then you are no longer strangers and aliens but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone the cornerstone is the most precious uh, monumental elemental foundational stone of a building or a uh, part of a building and it says it even more clearly in Isaiah twenty-eight sixteen. it says therefore thus says the Lord God behold I am the one who has laid at a as a foundation in Zion 
a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste. So we know that this is prophetic about Jesus. He is the foundation. So we're seeing that the power of the word and spirit that hooks and connects heaven to earth through the sun revealed. So we're seeing that revelation is key to faith. Revelation. You see how it's more intimate than just faith. It's revelation. It's a, ah, faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. And we talked about rhema and lagas. That rhema is that Holy Spirit inspired word. And that's what it says it there. Faith come by hearing and hearing of the rhema of God. Revelation of God. So revelation is so fundamental to who we are. And we're seeing that even in this, Matthew 16, and I'm giving you scripture because I, I want you to hear his words. You didn't come to hear my words, but his word, amen. <laughs> Matthew 6, 13, uh, 16, 13 through 19. And I'll just zoom past this, but you're going to see the power in this. In this in action, Jesus' revelation being foundational. It says, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. <gasps> Revelation. There it is. And Jesus answered him. He said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, which is Petros. And on this rock, Petra, these are Greek words here. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. We know that Jesus is the foundation and that's why I pointed out Petros and Petra because he was not talking that Peter was going to be this foundation that he would build his church but he said on this rock Petra he's referring to the revelation that God gave him about the son faith foundational you see what happened is that the son was revealed and Jesus said that's what I'm building my church on revelation do you see that faith is not just about oh I got faith I know you know no faith is built upon relationship and revelation of who Jesus really is all the way from the Old Testament Anybody getting something out of this? So let's go back to those six reasons why faith is important. We're saved through faith. We live by faith. We fight the good fight of faith. Our faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Whatever is not from faith is sin. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we're seeing without revelation of Jesus Christ, do you realize how um, vulnerable we are? Without having a true, intimate understanding of who Jesus really is to us, for us, in us, around us, on us. It's like we're vulnerable to everything. We don't have the shield to protect us. But when we know Jesus is our protector by way of his spirit, all of a sudden, fiery darts of the enemy don't prevail. If we believe it, if we say it, if we live it, this revelation hallelujah will help us 
Now, in the Greek definition, the New Testament definition of this word faith, it means being fully persuaded with a consistent conviction toward an unseen, unshakable, but tangible belief on something or someone. It is also a compelling force. So we're seeing the commonalities from the Old Testament all the way ancient, all the way to the Greek. We're seeing commonalities with the Hebrew, the Greek, within the letters of what faith really is. So to put them all together... It means the power of the word and spirit that hooks and connects heaven to earth through an unshakable, unwavering belief, consistent and firm conviction, and active trust on Jesus Christ. Faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Active trust. The intimate DNA of faith. Now, we had a lot of information given to us. We have some more definitions of what faith is. We got to apply this now. Now that we got this revelation, I want some demonstration. I want some transformation. I want to have some application. Amen. Let's get this show on the road. So, how does faith work? How do I work this power, this revelation? How does it remain Galatians 5, 6 says something very powerful. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Very interesting here. Now, when he's talking about here, he's talking about physical outwardly things here uh, of the body that try to generate something spiritual. Now, that has its place in context, especially with faith. But in this, uh, circumcision was a part of the old covenant in which God made with Abraham. And it said, on the eighth day, circumcise every male child. And that is a token of our covenant that we have of cutting off the flesh. But he's saying, yo, in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything. So that means faith, which worketh by love, avails everything. Now, this word worketh here is the Greek word energeo. Remind you of energy, right? So, if faith works by love, the energy within faith, the electricity, the current that's within faith is love. It's, it's, it's what makes faith alive. It's love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it says, And now abide faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. So we're seeing the intimate DNA of faith is rooted deeply with electricity and power that comes from love. So the faith formula is from love comes hope. From hope comes faith. From faith comes manifestation. Now, Hebrews 11 and 1 in the Passion Translation says, Faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. What are you longing for today? It is the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. So we're thinking about, now we know how faith works, but now how do we work our faith? The intimate DNA of faith. Where do we point our forces this is something powerful. Jesus is the best example of how to work this thing and make this thing active in our life, right? So he spoke directly to a fig tree. He was hungry. He saw it from afar and was like, I'm about to give me something to eat. He walks up on the fig tree and then all of a sudden there's no figs on him. 
He's like, ain't nobody going to eat from you from this day until the rest of eternity. And then walked away. He spoke to the fig tree. What's very powerful about faith is that it has the ability to open the ears of inanimate objects. He said, if you say to this mountain, he told Ezekiel to speak to the dry bones. The Holy Spirit told me this week, he said, a lot of times when we're praying for healing, we say, Father, right now, I release healing. He said, you're speaking to me about what you're releasing. He said, speak to what you're releasing it to. So instead of saying, Father, right now, I come before you and I release healing, you don't see that in scripture. What you see is Jesus saying, Ifata, be opened. He's speaking to the ears. Speak directly to what you are releasing God's power and the Father will back you in Jesus name. Amen. So Jesus spoke directly to the fig tree and walked away. He was like, yeah, I'm just I'm done with this, brother. We come back. Peter's like, yo, 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 Jesus, what happened here? What, what happened? You know, he's looking at the fig tree. He's like, what's going on? Like, how'd you do that? And this is where we want to get to. Jesus responds and he says, have faith in God. Now, we're figuring out how to work our faith, how to, where to point our forces here, okay? Now, this is very, very powerful. 1 John 4, 8, this is a very strong key, and this is the foundation we laid to get to, to this point here, okay? It says this, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God, say it with me, is love. Do we remember that faith works, is energized by love. Mm. So if God is love, and Jesus said have faith in God, and God is love, what Jesus is saying is have faith in love. Mm. Knowing the Father loves you will energize your faith. And make you go, wait a second. I'm concerned about this bill. I'm concerned about my children. I'm concerned about my life. I'm concerned about this. I'm concerned about that. But, you know, I know that he loves me. He's not going to leave me stranded. He said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. He said that he'll just not leave me alone. I'm not an orphan. But he said, I love you. I know the plans I have for you. All of a sudden, you start to say, my father loves me. And I speak to that bill and I say be gone in the name of Jesus I know that God will provide because he loves me and all of a sudden the faith starts to work because it's intimate that's why it's so foundational it's relational faith is only going to work by you knowing that the father loves you Woo. Knowing my daddy got my back. I'm not worried about nothing. Your face starts to rise. And you start to speak out and walk away like Jesus did. He said, I have faith in God. I had faith in love. So what about his character? Because knowing the character and intent of God is crucial to living, thriving, an abundant life by faith. So what about his integrity? Jeremiah 1.12. He says, then said the Lord to me, you have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. 
mm, if I just believe that he is alert, watching over his word to perform it. I don't have to think that maybe he won't do it for me even though he did it for somebody else. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, no, therefore, hallelujah, somebody say no, therefore, that the Lord that God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we believe not, he that abides faithful, he cannot deny himself. If we believe not, yet he, thank you, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. So what is he saying? He said, I am faithful. So what is Jesus saying here in Mark eleven twenty two? He's saying, have faith in God. He's also saying, have faith in he who is faithful. Have faith in he who is love. Do you see how this can just stir you up on the inside and say, what the world? I don't have to worry about anything. Because he, he doesn't do faithful things. No, he is faithful. He doesn't just love me. He is love. It's not too many names that God would say, I am this. I am that I am. But he said, I am love for God is love. God is faithful. So therefore, if there is something in your life and you want to energize your faith to Activate this power that hooks and connects heaven to earth through the revelation of Jesus Christ. When you see Jesus, what did he say? Mm. He said he is love. And I, and I just, the Lord laid this on my heart right as I was just speaking there. This is not in my notes. If you can pull this up, please. John 17 and 23. This is a revelation of his love for you. For those who don't feel like they qualify. For those who feel like they don't have enough or don't know enough scriptures, haven't gone to church long enough, look at my past. If you have an opportunity, please pull up John 17 and 23. It says this. Jesus is speaking here. He says, I in them and you in me. That they may be made perfect in one. He's talking about all of us. And that the world may know. Everybody that's watching. That you have sent me. And have loved them. As you have loved me. So what is this saying here? The Passion Translation says something very powerful. I'm going to see if I can pull that up. Jesus. The perfect one. The one who. Got all God's children back. The one who listened to God. See if you can pull that passion translation up, please. The one who did the perfect, perfect thing at every single time. Look what it says here. Jesus said that, Father, I want them to know that you love them just as you love me. Mm. The passion translation says it this way. You live fully in me and now I live fully in them so that they will experience perfect unity and the world will be convinced that you sent me. For they will see that, the lo that you love each one of them with the same passionate love that you have for me. 
So we might look at Jesus like, man, he just, he did it. I can't, it's so easy to love that brother. He was perfect. But what Jesus is saying is that, wait a second, the Father loves you just as much and with the same love that he loves me. And this is before you made any mistake, before he, he died and resurrected. Isn't that powerful? If we are convinced of this love, do you realize what we can do? Do you realize the power, what we can speak to and see it happen and it can't be otherwise? Do you see what the things that would come up against us and we can say, hey, no, that's not the love of my father. That's not him who is faithful. I'm speaking against this thing. Whether it be your body, whether it be your life, whether it be your finances, whether it be your relationship, you can speak to it because you know the father's backing you because of his love. And the scripture says, and we have in the same spirit of faith, we believe, therefore we have spoken. We believe, therefore we speak. So the spirit of faith just utters your mouth and speaks a thing and God backs it. He said, if you say to this mountain, if you speak to these dry bones life, what happens? They come alive. What did God do in the midst of darkness in the beginning? There was darkness upon the face of the deep. And he said, light be. He spoke. And all of a sudden, the worlds began. He's given us the same creative power if we just believe in who is love and who is faithful. Our faith will be energized and we will speak a thing. And the power that's in heaven will be on the earth. Because whatever you bind, Do you understand the power in which he's given us to release into the world? The DNA of faith. The intimate DNA of faith. Remember, and we're wrapping up here. Faith root is in a verb. Amen. Ooh, hallelujah. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. God initiates, says Philippians 1, 6, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you, he who began a good work, who began it? He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. This is a very important scripture because what he did not authorize, he's not obligated to materialize. A lot of times we step out on faith and do something, but God say, wait a second, I didn't really tell you to do that. And then you looking at God like, what happened? And he's like, yo, I didn't, what are you talking about, you know? So we have to realize that what he did not authorize, he's not obligated to materialize. But Philippians 1, 6 says the work that he began, a good work, he'll bring it to completion. So you have to rest. And when you're in him, whatever you're faithing for, you don't have to sweat for. Because Jesus already bled for it. His sweat was even turned into blood. And that was a part of the curse. So what is this saying to you today? What are you faithing for? What do you have steadfast, energized, active trust toward God? So if God says, hey, I'm calling you to do this. I'm calling you to do that. There are some physical steps that we do because we believe God. That's what it said. Abraham, it was counted unto him to righteousness. God said, hey, get up, go, leave your people, and go to a place where I would tell you. What did he do? He got up and left and believed God. And he was like, all right, you're going to tell me where to go. You're going to tell me where to go. You're going to tell me where to go. 
We don't have to have it all planned out if we know the light is leading us. See, he said he's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So a lot of times we experience the lamp God because he's a lamp unto our feet. He may just tell us to step right in front of us. But he also can be that light unto our path where you can see very clearly. Okay, I see what's going on here. Okay, I know what's going on here. But God wants to walk with us. He wants to talk with us. Now, the title of this message today was the intimate DNA of faith. But because I'm a millennial, I had to do a hashtag. You feel me? And the hashtag is G-Y-H-U. Somebody say G-Y-H-U. It says this in Hebrews 11.1, last scripture of the day. Now faith brings our hope, well, God willing, hallelujah. (laughs) Hebrews 11.1. Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. If faith brings our hopes into reality, G-Y-H-U, tell your neighbor to get your hopes up. Get your hopes up. Why? Because faith brings our hopes into reality. If we get our hopes up in the one who is Christ in us, the hope of glory. If we get our hopes up in the one who is love. If we get our hopes up in the one who is faithful. All of a sudden, faith starts to culminate and bring the things that we're believing for from the supernatural realm. And we say, thank you. Hallelujah. Please stand to your feet today. Do you see faith and its intimate DNA is based in relationship and revelation of what Jesus has made available and his reconciliation? This makes sense. Get your hopes up today. Get your hopes up today. What are you believing for? Look at the face of impossible and say, hey, my God said all things are possible. And I'm speaking to that impossibility and I say be possible in the name of Jesus. Do you understand the power of faith? That thing that Jesus did when he looked at the fig tree and spoke to it and walked away. All of a sudden the faith started working for him. Faith wants to work for you. God said, I will fight this battle for you. If you believe in love, if you believe in my love for you and that I am faithful, do you realize the things we can do together? Do you realize the world we can change? Do you realize the relationships we can mend? Do you realize the passion that we can reignite? If you just believe in the one who is love. So when I'm when I'm on my knees and I'm believing God, I'm like, oh, Lord, ooh, this is frustrating. I, I don't really see with my physical eyes the way out. I want you to know that faith does not appeal to the physical things. Faith does not appeal. That's why I said God willing the last scripture of the day because I got another scripture the Lord laid in my heart. Hallelujah. Pull up Hebrews 11:7, please. NLT. Faith does not appeal to our natural senses. So a lot of times we think logical. Okay, God, you told me to do this, so what I'm going to do is la-da-da-da-da. And God is like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just told you to step out on faith. So check this out. Hebrews eleven seven. This is Noah. It says, it was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He built a boat. Hmm. He obeyed God who warned him about things that never happened 
before. Never have, do we have any pioneers in the place today who are ready and willing to do something that never happened before because you heard God say something to you and all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm going to build the ark so he can send the rain. See, that's what God is saying for us to do. Now, it may not be logical to build an ark when you had never experienced a flood before, but if God said it, it may not be logical, but it's powerful. It may not be logical, but it's spiritual. So we have to realize this, that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that's within us. And the power that's within us is the Holy Ghost. And he is also called the spirit of faith. And it's rooted in verb and it's rooted in action. It's rooted and it is released by love and relationship. Praise God for such an intimate God. God is calling people higher. He's calling people out. Thank you for listening to this week's message on the Impact Church Aurora podcast. Please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review. For more information or to give, please visit us at www.impactchurchaurora.com. Now, go out into the world and continue making an impact. Thank you.